at the end of the day, you have to live with yourself. Yeah. So you might as well be as happy as you possibly can be with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of having to worry about what other people think of you. Yeah. And, you know, that's a really hard thing to live with when you don't have body dysmorphia. Hi everyone, welcome back. We're on episode three and today I have a very special guest. Her name is Nicolette and Nicolette is one of my skincare specialists and she's been with me for, what is it? Almost two years. Almost two years. Two which years is like in April. Really fucking crazy. How? Dude, that's like, I, it's just really, really crazy. And it's, I think it's crazy to think of how far you've, you've came in the industry. Um, that's what's like, I think about that every single day. I'm just like, I can't believe that someone stayed with me this long, <laughs> but we oh get, whoa, we get along so well. So, um, basically the reason why I brought Nicolette on is because I, I think that it's time to kind of chat about. One of the biggest, I feel like, most controversial topics that anyone can literally talk about. And that is the LGBTQ community. I feel like there's a lot of misunderstanding. There's a lot of things that a lot of people don't understand. And I feel like we need to have someone... That's a spokesperson for them that is very open-minded and also sees everyone's point of view, not just, you know, one specific point of view. Right. And that's the reason Mm -hmm. I I brought Nicolette on because that is something that I I think that we need to kind of chat about. Kind of tell me when, like, I guess, how do I say this? What are you? That sounds so bad. I love that question. <laughs> what are you? Okay. But I think. I don't know. What am I? Right. <laughs> I think from. I, right. Exactly. <laughs> what am I? Um, We are human. So no, basically kind of tell your backstory behind like. Finding out I was a gay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Tell your kind of backstory on that to kind of make it a little bit more full circle. Yeah. Um. So. I grew up in a really religious household. Um, my mom was is Pentecostal, and what the fuck is so that? So Pentecostal is um, it, it's a denomination of Christian, but it's like the um, the the people that like speak in tongues and like get crazy worship and like they're you know falling out in front of Stop. Jesus. Swear to God. Um, okay, but. She she was not raised religious, so, like, we kind of bounced around in, like, denominations, and we spent a lot of time um, in, like, Baptist church and stuff like that, and it mm-hmm. was very conservative, and I was in that church for, like, seven years, eight years, and baptized the whole nine, did, like, Wednesdays and Sundays every freaking week. Wednesdays like, and Sundays? Wednesdays was activities. I was in Awana. I had medals, like, the whole thing. Um, you were in Moana. Moana. I wish I was in Moana. <laughs> right? Um, but uh, so 
you know, and obviously this was, you know, the 90s and the early 2000s mm-hmm. and nobody knew anything and nobody talked about being gay. I mean, it was very clear when someone was like super butch or someone was a little yeah. bit, you know, more feminine or whatever, but you didn't talk about it. Right. And it was just not, it was not like a known, like nobody was inclusive. Nobody knew anything. Like I didn't even see like my first like cross dresser until I was in high school. I never knew what it was. Yeah. Um, and that was really, it was shocked. very like a hush hush. It of was, it, you just didn't talk about it. And, um, it was, I was really sheltered too. So, so the mix of kind of everything. Yeah. And so I just, uh, I think a lot of it was like, I always knew, um, like looking back now, like as an, you're like, duh. Oh, straight up. Like, um, I can like watch like old movies from like when I was younger and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that was a sexual awakening for sure. Really? Uh, oh yeah. 100%. Um, and I didn't actually like come out mm-hmm. until I was 23. Oh wow. And so was this something that you kind of like, did you kind of shelter that side of you? I rationalized it, um, okay. like a lot yeah. growing up because in my programming, it was always, you know, you're not supposed to be gay because yeah. it's wrong because right. it, of course, you know, in churches, they work so hard against like, you know, with like the homophobic agenda yeah. um, that it was just like, it was, I considered it sin growing up to yeah. have those thoughts. Yeah. So you, you know? kind of like, pun- quote unquote, like punished yourself. Oh yeah. 100%. And you felt like there was something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And you tried to fit this like yeah. cookie cutter yeah. agenda, religious agenda agenda. Well, and it was, um, I kind of like I think I rationalized it a lot because I was abused as a child mm-hmm. by a female, mm. and so I rationalized it by oh, like, these are the reasons. Yeah, why. like the only reason I'm attracted to women is because like something's misfiring in my brain because right. of the abuse. Yeah. And, um, and so I think that's like a big reason why I rationalized it because even like when I did come out at 23, I mean, I had been in multiple relationships with men. What made you like come out? Like what, how did you, I guess, how did you know that it was like the quote unquote, like right time the time to um, do that? So, or what made you feel comfortable enough to kind of. Yeah. Pursue that. So when I, when I was like first dating my husband, mm-hmm. um, he actually cheated on me mm-hmm. and we broke up. Um, and so of course I downloaded the good old Tinder. Oh God. And how I, long ago was that? Uh, we've been together eight years. Oh wow. Yeah. I came out when I was 23 and I'll be 31 this year. That's crazy. So yeah. Um, downloaded Tinder, didn't put any preferences in there. You just said fuck it. And came across this girl who was and still is like my ideal like type for a woman. Like really? freaking gorgeous and just uh, chef's kiss. Yeah. <laughs> and uh she lived in Bay City and I lived in Standish at the time. Mm-hmm. and um good old standard yeah and so you know matched with her yeah. and started talking mm-hmm. and she was young she was like 19 oh god baby and 
she and I got together and uh, we didn't date for very long, but it was so that long was, enough. Was that the first like woman that you were actually with? Um, when I was in high school, I fooled around. You like played in a little bit, yeah. Like, but you've never you actually how, like, like. Well, you know how like I think every girl's a little gay. Well, yeah, especially when they drink. Uh, they're like, oh, we yeah. can, we can make out. Friend. It'll be Kendra, fun. Literally. <laughs> I'm like, Kendra, you can't make out with It'll me. It'll be Stop funny. It. <laughs> we can make out in front of everybody. Right. You know? Um, so, like, I had done that and stuff like that, but, mm-hmm. like, never had taken it super far. And, you know, so I didn't, I didn't know if I was, like, rationalizing it by saying, like, oh, I'm experimenting or whatever. Right. Um, but looking back, like... I was a straight up, straight up a gay the whole time. All my friends in high school, every single freaking one of them were all bisexual. Every really? single one of them at the table. And I was like, oh, I'm the, I'm the one straight friend. Such a lie. Like, they didn't. It was. You, you lied to when yourself. When I came out, all of my friends were like, yeah. Duh. Yeah, no shit. We've been waiting. Oh, like, my God. Good job. <laughs> you know? Dude. The only one that was shocked was my mom. Your dad wasn't shocked? How did your dad feel about that? Um, I wasn't really, like, in contact with my dad at the time. Oh, okay. Um, so it wasn't – your mom was more in your life than at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Um, my dad uh, was still with his ex-wife, and we weren't really allowed to have a relationship mm. because I had had a baby out of wedlock, and oh. I wasn't, like, a real – I wasn't a real human being to her because she sucks, but – Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my dad really doesn't care. My dad's not really, like, a judgmental – Type do you person. think that, I guess, from my perspective, do you think that your dad or your mom, they would look at you a lot more different if you wouldn't have had kids and wouldn't have got married? Um, or do you feel like they would still look at you the same after coming out? Um, because they still got grandbabies. Yeah. Not I saying that you can't have grandbabies, but... I don't really know. Um, Never really thought about it. I don't think it really would have mattered. Yeah. Um, I think my mom was more shocked because she just, like, never thought about it. Mm. Like, never thought, like. Oh, my daughter is gay. Yeah. Like. So are you gay or are you bi? I'm confused. So. What are you? I identify as bisexual. Um. But I would say I probably, and it's a spectrum. So I, I like the wine, not the label, you know? Okay. So like I, I would, you know, if I were searching for a relationship or whatever, um, or looking for anybody to like hang out with if I wasn't married, but, Mm -hmm. um, if, you know, that person was, transgender or bisexual or pansexual like i'm cool with whatever you got going on as long as like you have good character or good morals Mm -hmm. i don't care because it's about like it's about the person it it doesn't necessarily matter to me like what junk you got i mean as long as like you wash (laughs) as long as you wash whatever part you got as long as you wash and you're not like a murderer right I mean, so I guess, um, so you came out at 23 mm-hmm. and you basically like anyone. It doesn't matter what you are. Yeah. I mean, if 
the chemistry's there and right i mean are you more sexually like um attracted to women or do you find yourself sexually attracted to both i think because what you just said about like the transgender and the pansexual and like all of that i feel like you still have to have a sexual preference like I don't know if I mean, I don't know if I I under. I think it's like, it's like I said, it's more like the wine, not the label. Like, I don't care if an individual is, you know, identifies as female and they have like male anatomy. Mm -hmm. I don't really care. I mean, a person's a person. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, having done a lot of like um, trauma healing and, you know, all of that stuff. Like, I really just realized that at the end of the day, we're just souls inhabiting these meat sacks that we've got. So yeah. I would rather, like, connect more with a soul, you know, on, like, on, a, like, a deep level as opposed right. to, like, I don't really care if... It's the soul that you're more worried yeah, about than, yeah, like, the outer it's experience. It's more about connection. It's more yeah. about... um is this person a good person? Is this somebody that, you know, shares my morals and, Mm -hmm. you know, shares, you know, goals, dreams, hopes, whatever. Right. And I think, uh, collectively, uh, a lot of people that identify as bisexual, especially bisexual, um, like feminine women or Mm -hmm. whatever, um, collectively we love all women, but we only love select few men because, that's just like it's like a weird thing but honestly like i would straight up get with a gay guy if they would have me because they're beautiful yeah and i love like people that like take care of themselves and i don't care less if you're feminine or mask or Mm -hmm. like i definitely have days where i feel more masculine yeah and like i'll wear like gauges and a you know backwards hat or whatever Mm -hmm. i mean i typically present more feminine right but it's all about just what i feel yeah well that's interesting that you say that because in the last episode um i know you haven't listened to it yet but in the last episode she basically i didn't know this and i've been working on like masculine and feminine energy Mm -hmm. and like really honing in on that and i didn't know that everyone has both Mm -hmm. i had no idea that that was a thing and so she was talking about how like their masculine can be wound or their feminine can be wound mm-hmm. wounded. Yeah. And um do you feel like well, I guess from your perspective, is it possible for someone to I like a male to identify as a woman but still have more masculine energy? Yeah. I guess I think so. Um and I think too a lot of it is breaking um societal expectation yeah um because and especially for like millennial generation it was always you're a boy or you're a girl Mm -hmm. and girls play with dolls and boys play with trucks Mm -hmm. now when i was growing up i spent a lot of time with my two of my male cousins like Mm -hmm. all the time yeah and i loved playing with boy stuff like Mm -hmm. boy stuff was like the coolest toys. I still loved my girl stuff too. Yeah. But I think I I felt comfortable either way. Right. Um and so like obviously like I identify as a woman mm-hmm. and but like there's definitely days where I feel more comfortable in a masculine 
present as opposed to a feminine present. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, I, I think it's all just, just about how you feel. I so mean, I guess, okay, so with that, leading into that, so there's like this big controversial, I don't know if you know the guy that he's like this white guy with like brown hair and he basically like he'll show like videos on TikTok of like these women, these people mm-hmm. that they're like, I identify as this, that, and the other. He basically was like, you like one day, yeah, you could feel like, uh, like more masculine. And then one day you can feel more me- feminine. But I feel like from my opinion, a lot of people take that way too far and so one day they want to be a woman and mm-hmm. then one day they want to be a man mm-hmm. and they never know what they are and I guess from your perspective of being a part of the LGBTQ community and having people in your life that are like that because I don't mm-hmm. have anyone in my life that is yeah to be able to understand that perspective I guess kind of explain that from your perspective if that makes any sense what I just said to you so are you are you saying like um like more for like transgender people or I think it's more people that just um struggle more with their identity correct like I feel like it's more of the people that like I that will wake up one day and they're like oh well I'm gonna be a male like a man today yeah and then I'm gonna dress masculine and do whatever and then tomorrow I'm gonna wake up and feel feminine so I'm gonna but they're but they take it like too far like, like the guy that was like, I'm a woman today, so I'm going to go buy tampons and I'm going to see what tampons are about. Mm. That type of. I see what you're saying. I would think that um, it's kind of the beauty of the journey of life is that you don't have to choose. But I think everybody um, in their own right has the choice to feel however they want uh, day to day. Some people, I think, you know, would take it too far, um, maybe more so for, like, an attention thing, but not saying, like, they're attention-seeking. No, I understand um, what you're saying. But people also love to get a rise out of other people. Yeah. Like, publicly. Yeah. Um, So when you see, like, people doing it in videos and stuff like that, I think a lot of that has to do with, like, uh, people creating identity on social media, um, like, for that shock factor. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, It's more of not, like, an – I don't want to say it's not an actual thing because they could feel that way. Yeah. But it's more of they kind of make it more dramatic. Yeah. And I mean, some people are just dramatic anyway. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Literally, (laughs) of course. Actually me, but. (laughs) I guess my biggest thing is that like with that, like I could give two shits less what, who someone wants to have sex with. I don't care. Like what their sexual preference is. As long as they're consenting, it's it's nobody's business. exactly. And I feel like, you know, with the whole, there are some things that I personally don't understand. Mm -hmm. And for me, I know that you and I kind of touched base a while ago on this. Yeah. For me, like, there's some things that I just don't get. Um, But But now getting older and, Mm -hmm. like, really being more open to a lot of things. Yeah. I I think my brain 
especially with creating this podcast, like I'm more open to different perspectives mm-hmm. and creating an understanding within that perspective. Right. Um, so th- I guess the biggest thing for me is, <sighs> I know I talked to you about this last time, but at Burger King here in Freeland, there was a person, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to say a person because I don't know what they identified yeah, as. Totally. And I was like, I'm assuming that it was a girl. Okay. I'm. That's my assumption. Yeah. But they looked very, more like masculine. Okay. So I was like ordering something and they literally would always be there when I'm like ordering yeah. or whatever. And I think so, I remember you telling yeah, me about I'm that. Yeah. Ch- I like yeah. go to like say bye or something. And I was like, oh, no problem, girl. Like, mm. and I felt scared because I didn't want to offend yeah. them at all. Yeah. And I feel like. Why do I, like, why do I feel the need to... To know what their gender is. To know what their gender is. Uh, because that's the way that we've been programmed to, again, millennials, it's always been, you're a boy, you're a girl. You know, um, these younger kids, like the Gen Zs and the Gen As and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they, they have not been raised in, I mean, obviously... Some of them definitely have, but not all of them have been raised with this very hard, you know, it's this or it's this, and there's no in between, and if you do it in between, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, like, on kind of like a like a subconscious level, um, when we see people and we're not sure what their gender is or it's confusing because yeah. it doesn't fit those, those societal norms. Mm-hmm. Um, that we've been so it's been so drilled into our heads mm-hmm. to conform to like girls are supposed to be soft and flirty and guys are supposed to be rugged and manly and that's really not the case like yeah. gender is you know I mean yes you do have a uh, an, an anatomical gender whether yeah. you you have you know male at- anatomy or female anatomy but there's also people that are intersex and they, they have both or they have, you know, a form of one or the other, you know, like a woman that has a vagina but has testicles mm-hmm. where her ovaries would be. That's intersex. Um, and a lot of times, especially like back in the day, they would just do a gender assignment at birth and they would give them a surgery or they would do whatever. Um, and then later on, that person realizes, hmm. That's not really to what I feel. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I think that a big part of it is, is that, you know, now we are so much more of an open society. I mean, we're getting there. We're kind yeah. of evolving in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, like, people are kind of starting to realize that it it doesn't really matter. I, from my perspective... Like, there's two sexes. I'm not saying that women should be feminine, and I'm not saying men mm-hmm. should be masculine. Yeah. But from my belief, there are two sexes. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. My misunderstanding is when I see someone mm-hmm. that I know is a male, mm-hmm. and 
they are, they want to be a woman mm-hmm. and they identify as a woman. Mm-hmm. That's where my brain doesn't understand. It's not for me to understand, yeah. but that's what makes it hard for me to kind of understand that because that person will never be a woman in my eyes. Biologically, I mean, your chromosomes are what your chromosomes are. Yeah. But I, you know, when it comes to, you know, people that are transgender, um, a lot of that, like, no one would choose to go through, like, you know, um, gender assignment surgery or sex affirming surgery um, and go through all the pain and then, you know, of course, the hormones and all of the things Mm -hmm. um, just so that they feel right in their body. Okay. Because that is a form of um, body dysmorphia. And a lot of it, you know, I really think that a lot of it has to do on a spiritual level of, um, you know, you, you know, and I don't know if like you believe this, but like you chart out your, your spiritual journey on the other side Mm -hmm. before you like inhabit a body on earth, like in the womb. And I think that like, you know, kind of picking like a feminine energy over a male energy like like a dominant energy Mm -hmm. um and then kind of like choosing to go through like that journey um I think that there's something very powerful about that like bringing the soul like closer to, to the divine I'm not saying that you know there's not like a medical like actual thing Mm -hmm. I mean I don't I'm not a medical professional so I don't know right like that whole side of it but um I think there's a lot to be said for that you know that I do believe that um you know you kind of chart that journey but also that there could have been something that just kind of went wrong in development um that you got the wrong one like you got the wrong body you got the wrong chromosome so I guess with that you you made a statement saying that like making them feel more like the gender that they were mm-hmm. assigned to, I guess. So if that's the case, then they're going off of how they feel. Yeah. Other than how they were anatomically put onto the earth. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say that like, I guess my thing is, is that they're going off of a feeling and why is it that a lot of people feel the need to make that transition when at the end of the day we are in a meat sack and this doesn't even fucking matter anyways? Yeah. So like why is it that a man can't be a feminine man? Like why is it that a woman can't be a masculine woman if we do have those energies within us and we do have those, you know, the masculine and feminine? Why do they do a lot of people, um, a lot of like transgender uh, men that are transitioning to women, why do they fight so hard to be equal with a woman then? I mean, I can't really speak for that because I'm not a transgender person. Yeah. Um, and I'm okay with the anatomy that I have. Right. And, you know, I, I'm okay with my body, but um, I can't imagine how hard it would be to get up in the morning and look at yourself naked in the mirror and be like, God, this is the wrong one. Like, yeah, to, to feel 
like a stranger in your own body, like I, I honestly can't fathom yeah. the the dysphoria or the dysmorphia. Yeah. Let alone um, the judgment from other people. Yeah. Because um, you're like, I'm not happy with my body. So yeah. If I do try to change my body, then people are still going to be not happy with me. Right. So either way, it's either I'm unhappy or they're unhappy. Well, and that's the thing is that at the end of the day, you have to live with yourself. Yeah. So you might as well be as happy as you possibly can be with yourself mm-hmm. um, instead of having to worry about what other people think of you. Yeah. And, you know, that's a really hard thing to live with when you don't have body dysmorphia. Yeah. You know, to, to go out in public and, you know somebody's judging you for your hair color or someone's judging you for what you wear or for what you drive or what you have in your shopping cart. Like people are always going to judge. So at the end of the day, does it really freaking matter what they think? I mean, for my perspective, this rolls into the last episode again. I wish that people could feel like how I feel. Like I, I think it's sad that there are people out here that literally like, take judgment of others and make themselves feel like shit. Mm-hmm. I could give two flying fucks <laughs> what people think about me. I don't care. I could got give a damn. Yeah. I don't care. And in the last episode, I was talking to Reagan about how she well, she, what she works on with people is basically making you feel like you don't have to change yourself when you walk into a room. Mm-hmm. Um, giving you that, like making sure that you don't feel shameful when you yeah. walk into a room. And it's just frustrating because I want people to feel like how I feel mm-hmm. on a daily basis, um, especially someone that is going through a transition like that mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. For me, it's hard for me to understand the some of the transition things because I am a woman mm-hmm. and I did give birth and my body naturally does that. And that's what I'm putting the earth to do. And I have a womb and a lot of people want to be equal, like a lot of males transitioning into a woman they think that it's going out and buying tampons and fucking having periods and doing this and doing that from what i've seen on social media Mm -hmm. i'm not saying personally i don't know these people obviously but obviously there's things that are different on social media and a lot of people do things for attention like we said Mm -hmm. but that's where i kind of cut the line off from my understanding with that because it frustrates me because like I, I like being a woman. Mm-hmm. I do. Do we go through things that men don't go through? Yeah, of course. <laughs> 100%. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want someone to take that from me. That's that I was meant on this earth to have a womb and to have that. I'm not disregarding the fact if someone feels the same way that I do, mm-hmm. that is a male, but that's the part that I don't understand, and that's the part that's hard for me to be okay with because I feel like a lot of people downplay a woman and what right. she can do. I, I see what you're saying, but it almost threatens what you think a woman is supposed to be. And I think that... Um, You know, if someone wants to be a woman um, that wasn't born with female anatomy, mm-hmm. maybe it's more so that, you know, they see not only would they feel 
the most comfortable, um, you know, dressing feminine and Mm -hmm. whatever, um, and being at home in their own body. But it's almost kind of flattering um, that a person that was born male would want to become something so strong and so amazing that a woman is, you know. And, again, I think that really comes down to, like, life journey um, and all of that. But I also think that, um, you know, I I think everybody's, like, transition is – they're all different. Mm-hmm. You know, where someone would go through and, you know, get all the surgeries and do all of the things um, to be a woman or to be a man, you know, and be completely happy with that. But then there's also people that, you know, can't afford those things and has to make do with, you know, just dressing feminine or having long hair or wearing makeup or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, and I think that, like, it really just boils down to does it make other people uncomfortable because they don't understand it fully? And I don't even understand everything, like, yeah. in the whole of the, you know, the community of LGBT and all of that. Um, yeah. Because, you know, there's certain situations that I will probably never experience. Right. You know, I'm not a transgender person. Right. And, I mean, I, I do know quite a few of them. Yeah. Um, and their journeys have been completely different. And a big part of it, too, is, you know... Do they have support? Do they have no one? Mm-hmm. You know, and those aspects would make it, you know, 10 times harder. Did, if, have they ever, not to interrupt you, but yeah, have no. they ever, like, because you do have friends in that, have they ever had a conversation to, like, tell you about when they knew? I think collectively, like, most of them always knew that something wasn't clicking. See, that's just like, just like, I think it's crazy. I think you're, it's not crazy, but it's like mind blowing because like what we were talking about was the masculine and feminine energy mm-hmm. and like to feel so strongly about your anatomy mm-hmm. being different or like not feeling like. Correct. Correct. Yeah. My brain just can't comprehend that. Yeah. I get it. You know? Yeah. Because I feel like, I feel like a lot of people go off of their feelings. Mm -hmm. And that's where it kind of comes full circle. One day, are they going to wake up and be like, I don't want to be a a woman anymore. Like, I don't feel like that. I mean, I think there there are cases where people do, like, detransition. But, um, see, that that just doesn't make sense to I me. I don't know enough about like yeah. detransitioning to to really speak on it because, yeah. like, I, I don't want to give people false information, right? Oh, yeah, because um, I, exactly. only, I only know what I know, right? So, right. you know, I can't speak for everybody else's experience because everybody else's experience is so different, oh, yeah, you know, so yeah. I can't really talk about like that because I, I just don't know enough, right? Um, I know that when. When I am in a relationship with um, a man that 
I definitely pull more feminine. Um, but when I'm in a relationship with a woman, I definitely pull more dominant and more male or more, more male energy. Right. Um, whether it's like that, you know, that, uh, that dynamic, mm -hmm. cause there's a yin and there's a yang yeah. and yep. you know, that's typically how relationships work is yeah. you don't typically have two dominant people or two passive people. Um, cause well, those are the relationships that don't work. Exactly. So. Um, and so I, you know, that's my experience anyway. I mean, I can't say for everybody, but, um, yeah, I think it really just depends on that person, Yeah, you know, and what they're going through. So you're married. Mm -hmm. We established that earlier on in the episode. And I guess with that, do you feel like, so you're, you're happy with your anatomy. Like you're, yeah. you're good being um uh woman yeah totally um female there we go yeah i was like what the fuck is the word um i guess have you and your husband kind of talked about i know that you guys are open but have you guys kind of talked about from your perspective like you being a part of the lgbtq community and you being are you gay or are you bi <laughs> what are we again all of the things. All of the things. Yeah. Okay. With you, I, just being whatever you want to be. I like people. How does he feel about that? Like, how is, is his feelings about that? And you guys have three kids together. Mm -hmm. So, like, I guess, do you kind of feel outer body? Um, or? I, I definitely struggle with certain aspects of my life because um, I came out and then, you know, I had like the experience being in um a female female relationship and then so this was before you were married correct oh wow um, and okay. then we got back together oh yeah because you guys broke up we broke up and then we got back together um and it was in like a really short amount of time so I really didn't get to fully experience um exploring like that part of my sexuality so it was only that, like, one time. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, like, I've had, like, other experiences, but, like. Not consistently. No. And, like, with her, like, like I said, she was, like, like, my ideal of a perfect woman. Yeah. You know. So why did you, I guess, end things with her? To go back to your now husband. So she and I kind of like separated just because like she was, like I said, she was 19 mm -hmm. and she was living her best life. And I had a kid. I was going to say, did you have your first one? Yeah, I had your Declan. First one? Declan okay. was three. Um, and, you know, she was just in like a part of her life where she was super young and just, you know doing what 19 year olds do yeah and I was 23 years old and already was a mom and um, your guys's priorities were just like yeah different. we were just at different spots in our lives and that's kind of the great thing too about um like female female relationships is like it you would think it would be more drama because girls are dramatic but it really like it was very well I feel like, like women over communicate so yeah and that's the thing it communication yeah. and like it was very mutual we're still friends um oh cool oh yeah totally and um and then I got back together with my husband 
mm-hmm. and he really struggled with knowing that with me coming out. Oh, coming out. Okay. Um, because he's very insecure, and so he felt very threatened by that okay. because like the dating pool is twice as big. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, there are more women than men, so. <laughs> well, and I mean, the men suck. So that part. <laughs> Straight men are the worst. But <laughs> but the ones like, that are frustrated with their sexuality are the worst. And honestly, I don't even think my husband's as straight as he thinks he is. I don't think any man is as straight as what they think they are. I don't think he's as straight as every he's, man likes some butt stuff, okay? Well, and he's not he's not like a man's man, so he's not like toxic masculine or masculine type. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very like passive and very sensitive and so he's he's a lot like a woman in a lot of ways yeah um but he definitely struggled a lot in you know that first probably year that we got back together um because we were only together maybe like four or five months when we split up oh wow yeah okay so it wasn't like a super long time but it was long enough for you guys to like know each other Enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think. And then, um, I mean, we've been together eight years. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've definitely, like, uh, grown a lot in understanding um, uh, sexuality and, um, like, the need for that people have. Um, I really think that it's, it's a lot of freaking pressure to have – one person only that has to fulfill every single need for you. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people are becoming more com- comfortable with open relationships, open marriages, polyamorous, mm-hmm. um, because that's a lot of freaking, that's too much pressure for me. Yeah. To be able to check all of the boxes yeah. in this relationship for you. you. Can't be- Do you feel like there are situations where that person does check? quite a bit of those boxes i mean i wouldn't have married him otherwise yeah but i mean there's definitely like aspects of my life for me that he does not fulfill yeah Uh, and i'm not saying that like a woman would right but you're just saying anyone in general but like you know nobody is perfect no one's gonna i don't really believe in like the aspect of like a soulmate being like one person that you're going to love for the rest of your life. And it's going to be all, you know, sunshine or rainbows. Yeah. Um, I think that soulmates are definitely like real, but I think it's more so just souls that you've made a contract with on the other side to have certain aspects of your life together. Right. Um, and a lot of times people will do that with, um, family members or best friends or their children or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, do you think if he were to come to you and be like, hey, like, I've been really, like, thinking of having an open marriage. Do you think that you would be more, like, uh, more open to it? Uh, no, I would say the opposite, whatever the word is. What's the opposite of that? Closed, Closed off. off. To no. that? Or no, do you I've... feel like you'd be like, fuck yeah, I've been waiting for you to say that? Oh, I've had that conversation multiple times. He's the one that's not okay with it. Okay. Yeah. Because, um, like I said, it's really hard to put all that pressure on one human being yeah and do you feel like you would tend to go for more uh women than oh, men yeah see but in that case 
I would look at him and be like, honey, I can't get pregnant. So I can't get pregnant anyway. I mean, so. well, that too. <laughs> but but <laughs> you are right about that. Oh, that's your best right. But it's like, uh, I yeah. feel like as from my perspective and bringing out my masculine energy, I would be like, well, fuck yeah. Like, are you kidding? I was, yeah. I, at least I don't have to worry about some masculine fucking man dicking my woman down. Like not saying, not saying that having sex with a woman isn't the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's but completely different. It's completely different. But what I'm saying is, is that better. like, <laughs> right. What I'm saying that, it exists. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but what I'm saying with that is the fact of like, I feel like if I were to be the man mm-hmm. and you were to come to me and be like, Hey honey, like I think I'm thinking about having an open marriage yeah. and I want to pursue that feminine side of me and well, that masculine technically side of me yeah, and pursue these women mm-hmm. um, or just have an openness of my sexuality, I would be like, if it's only women, yeah. Like as a man, I'd yeah. be like, if it's only women, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like it would be different if you were like, no, I want an open relationship and to get dicked down by a bunch of men. Like I think it's more attractive <laughs> from my eyes, if this makes sense, being a woman wanting to be pleased by a woman mm-hmm. than a woman clearly not getting something from a man because he's a man and, and wanting to be with other men. men. Yeah. So um, that's what I, yeah, that's what I'm, you know what I mean? I think that like open, open relationships, open marriages, polyamorous relationships, whatever. I think they force you to have a better style of communication. Yeah. Um, because you really do have to be on the same page for it to work. Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there. Like, I personally know people that have polyamorous relationships or marriages or yeah. open marriages. And it freaking works for them because they talk to each other. They say, hey, you know, I'm married to this man and I would like to have a boyfriend. Um, and they have to talk to each other about that. Yeah. So like the communication level is just so much deeper than what a normal relationship is. Exactly. And I feel like when you have that normal communication, you're, you're able to be open with your significant other and be like, Hey, listen, something's not jiving here. Yeah. Like I feel this way. Like maybe you do it for like a month or two Mm -hmm. and then it just, you're like, ah, no, like whatever. It either works or it doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, then, you know, you have to pick apart those Um, those faults in your relationship because you know if there's no trust it's never gonna work right ever but I think you know a big part of why people cheat is because a they're not happy Mm -hmm. and b they've become so comfortable in the repetitive repetitiveness and the routine of like just everyday life yeah that you lose that spark and you lose, you know, that longing and that wanting yeah, for that, desire, that significant that other passion. Because you're like, okay, here we go. Fucking missionary every goddamn night. Oh yeah. If you, if you get into a position before he puts you in it, you know, it's repetitive. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Girl, you're not wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. Exactly. That's why all of my relationships have ended at three years. No, I'm just kidding. No, honestly, like, oh, he's my longest relationship. Like ever Lamont and I did have that conversation and he kind of brought it to my attention. Mm -hmm. But for me, like as secure as I am as a person, I just couldn't witness my significant other banging another woman. Well, you don't have to watch. Well, I just don't even want to know about it. 
Because then my eyes, my thing is that like, she's going to like suck him and fuck him real good. And then that's all he's going to want from her. And he only wants to come to me when he wants emotional needs met. Not saying that I I can't do the same thing, Mm -hmm. but it's that insecurity of I want to sexually please that person. But at the same time. You want to be everything for that one person. It's too much freaking pressure. But at the same time, though, it's like my needs. I told him, I said, I just want to go on a date. Like, I don't even want to, like, have sex with someone else. That's not even what I want. Like, he told me that he would like to have sex with someone else Mm -hmm. because I don't give him that enough. Which, in return, I'm like, because I'm not emotionally, my needs emotionally aren't being met. Well, and that's exactly it is, again, it's too much pressure. Yeah. But also, when you are a significant other and you are a mother Mm. and you are running the house, you're cleaning, you're cooking. A business owner. You're a business owner. You're trying to make your ends meet. Yeah. Because business isn't always steady. No. Um, You know. You have a lot of, you got a lot of shit going on. And the last thing, especially when you have more than one kid. Oh, like yeah, me, girl. You got freaking three kids and you got two of them climbing all over you and screaming <laughs> mom, in your ear. Mom, 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 And, you know, grabbing a hold of your nipple. Yeah. The last thing that you want at the end of the day is your husband to grab your nipple. <laughs> Don't touch me. Vi- little, little mini violin. You're like, get the fuck off of me. Yeah. Just sit down and have a conversation with me. Ask me about my day. Yeah. Ask me, like, what needs, like, what can, what needs do you need met today? Yeah, and guys are simple. Like, straight guys, straight guys, very simple. They want you to touch their wiener. (laughs) Touch their wiener. Touch their wiener and let them see your boobies. Yep. And they want food. Yep. And that's, like, the three things that guys need to be happy yeah you know that you can provide for them but women you know there's so, so much, much more we're so much more emotional. complex we really are and we're so much more emotional and you know especially when it comes to like our brains and our sexual desire yeah it's not just hormones like guys are just consistently horny all the time they just walk to- around with a boner Kendra what? and I literally said this. <laughs> they are like they're ridiculous in the middle 3 a.m just yeah. all right honey let's put it in I'm like um, one, there's discharge. Two, uh, I haven't washed it in fucking four days. No, I'm just kidding. I wash my vagina <laughs> every day, but uh, <laughs> no, but it's like, I have literally a fucking rainforest down there. Like, no, absolutely not. And these men don't give a flying fuck. And Me? they don't even wash their balls. No, no. They want you to get all up in there, but it's, yeah. it's smelling like freaking cheese factory. I literally can't stop. Fomunda cheese. Literally stop. Hork. I fucking can't. <laughs> fucking corn but that, Again, corn that chips. comes back to like, why I would totally get with a gay guy because oh, they, they fucking wash. Literally take care of that shit. Gay dick is beautiful. Is it? It is beautiful. I've never I've never experienced it's it. It's waxed. Like, I don't, girl. I, there's only like one girl. <laughs> okay, so listen, I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to tell this. I love, I love secrets. Um, <laughs> so there's this one girl and I've always been attracted to her. Mm-hmm. And you're not as straight as you think you are. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I hate to tell I you, mean, girl, but <laughs> I like, I'm not that day that I I'm came not, to work mask. I'm not saying Come that on. I'm not <laughs> saying that I'm completely straight. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> I want to straight as this fucking fan right here. Okay. Um, I am attracted to women, but there are masculine women. It's the complete opposite of you. It's the mask. Yeah. Yeah. And I know there is one girl that I, like fancy over and i've never like been a like 
we're not like friends or anything, mm-hmm. but it's like when I see her, I'm just like, yes, like just everything. Yes. Is it like Hurricane Katrina? Not really. No, no not really. <laughs> uh, to be honest, because I'm not I'm not that way. I'm really not. No, I have to take libido pills. So I'm really not that way. Oh. Like I'm the opposite of that. But it's like when I see her, I'm just like, yes, like everything. Yes, please. And then I did wedding makeup. You mm. don't. I don't think I ever told you this. Mm-mm. Girl, we got some tea. So I did wedding makeup for this beautiful, beautiful bride. The best wedding makeup I've literally ever done. Mm-hmm. I did this wedding makeup and I'm like doing it or whatever. And she had like fucking nine bridesmaids. Okay. It oh, was insane. It was yeah. literally insane. And so I'm doing it or whatever. And this woman walks in. And she is the most beautiful, masculine woman that I literally have ever seen in my fucking Ooh, life. Well, you experienced the gay panic. Girl, my heart started pounding. <laughs> I was getting shaky. I was like, Rachel, don't say something some fucking dumb. Like, literally, I felt like I was having an outer body experience. And at this point, I'm doing the bride's makeup. Girl. And literally, I... This is so bad. <laughs> this is so Your bad. Your face is so red right now. I know. <laughs> I creeped on her uh, Facebook. I love it. And added her on Facebook. And I was like, I've always wanted to just message her and just be like, hey, you know, whatever. But the other girl that was in the wedding, I think they were girlfriends. Oh, okay. And so I was like, don't, you know, whatever. Just give her a little look every now and then. But don't, you know, I give her a little side eye. And... They were, she was in a relationship. So of course, like, no, absolutely not. Right. You know, but obviously I had a respect for that. Of course. Well, I added her on Facebook and I don't think they're in a relationship anymore. And she is the most beautiful. She's so artistic. She's so artistic. She does like these murals. Girl, you crushing. I know. She, when I saw her, (laughs) I died and went to fucking heaven. And it's crazy because (laughs) here I am talking shit, not talking shit. Here I am not understanding that perspective, you know, but that is a, a person that I've always been attracted to is masculine women. Yeah. When a girl's feminine and I'm like, no, you can't like me. Absolutely fucking not. You have to be the pretty one. I have to be the pretty one. <laughs> yeah. I have to like have all the attention to be the what? pretty one. That's my what? Aquarius self, you. you know? So like <laughs> when I saw her, I was just like, oh my fucking God. Yeah. And then you start like doing the imagining your life with that person. You ever do that? Oh, totally. I'm like, oh, you know how many marriages I've had that way? <laughs> right, literally, <laughs> literally. You know how many marriages I've had, but in my brain, in my but brain. I'm telling you like that right there was like a moment where I'm like, okay, Rachel, clearly you're not fucking straight. Like I know that I'm not it's straight. Called, it's called gay panic. I, I've messed with women when I was younger. Yeah. Like I was always the masculine one, you know, of course at that point, but now mm-hmm. with heal and my healing journey and figuring out mm-hmm. who I am as a person and who I want to be and what I like and what I don't like. Yeah. It's completely changed. Mm-hmm. And I am more like, I want a man. When you send me those fucking TikToks, girl, that's Hurricane Katrina right there. Okay. <laughs> those <laughs> what do you think I send them? I'm to like, you? oh my <laughs> God. But I feel like where we live, there's just none of none of that. So I'm feel comfortable. I would love to know where all these hot lesbian Literally. women are because Literally. Like, the dating pool or the lesbian pool was never that big anywhere I ever lived. Well, my thing is, is that here in Michigan, I feel like there's literally nothing. 
Like there's literally like, I feel like where we live, I feel safe being here. Yeah. Not exploring that side of me because there's no options like that for me right. until I saw that woman. Right. But if you lived in a bigger city, like. It would be fucking hotcakes, bruh. Yeah. Like. I would be. <laughs> dude, just jump on that train. I'm not trying to push you into nothing. But I, like, I'm just saying I mean, like. I, I think it's more of like a sexual thing. Yeah. Then it doesn't have I to be a relationship. Like, yeah, but that's but, that's the joy of like experimenting in your sexuality yeah. is that sexuality is a spectrum. You don't have to pick one or the other. You don't yeah. have to. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Right. As long as you're a consenting adult and they're a consenting adult, yeah. it's not really anyone's business and it's it's your business. So it's really crazy that you say that. Not about but the You consenting. have to give me details if you do cuz right. that's my business. <laughs> right. Like that's my business. I can like read through it. But um I have a client like I have a client and she did just that. Like she moved out of state and she moved down south mm-hmm. and she ended up exploring that side of her and realizing that she is gay. Mm-hmm. And when she came back, she has a girlfriend. And mm-hmm. now she they've been together for a couple of years now, but Yeah. Um I remember like sitting doing her brows and she's just like, Rachel, like, it's just so different. Like, it's just so like, I feel so understood. Mm-hmm. Like I, it, it's just nice to feel heard and understood from someone. Well, I mean, how many times have you said something to your male significant other and they're like, oh yeah, yeah. And then they didn't hear a fucking word you said yeah, all the time because they don't listen. Yeah. Like, and, and that's just boys, like, in general. Like, boys on the whole, like, they just, they don't fucking listen. Yeah. They don't pay attention to details. They don't pick up on, like, um, you know, little social cues that, like, we give them. Yeah, we're know. ready to get murdered anytime. We're prepared. 100%. <laughs> we're always aware of our surroundings. Yeah. But and, men are just completely are just fucking like, oblivious. Just life, do, like, do, 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 exactly. With their dick slang and yep. just, nah, da, 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 da. Yep, doing helicopters. Literally. And, like... <laughs> Not washing their buttholes. Literally. You know. <laughs> Speaking of not, not washing our buttholes. Oh, God. Um, so you're an est- uh, you are a cosmetologist, but you specialize in skincare. Yeah. And talking about like the whole LGBTQ community and what we were just kind of like chatting about, mm-hmm. how has that, I guess, affected? Because I know that there are conversations that we have had where you're just like frustrated 100%. because it's it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating in general when people don't understand that side of you. Not saying that it's yeah. for them to understand, right. but I guess. Um, I think that, like, if I choose to, and, and it's not anyone's business what my sexuality is, but if I choose to um, share that with a client, say it's like a regular client that I've known for a long time. Right. It's not someone that you're on the first day you're like, hey, I'm gay. Like, I mean, I'm gonna start doing that now, but <laughs> but seriously, like I've had I've had clients that I've done like, you know, it's I've known them for probably like a year at least. Yeah. And then like, you know, I've seen them naked getting a spray tan or I've given them facials or what have you. And then, you know, we'll get into, like, you know, some deep conversation because we're in, like, a longer appointment. You know how it is. Yeah. You know, you... You go off of You trauma dump. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> literally. And then you tell them that... This vulnerable part of you. This, you know, I'm not a straight person, even though I am married to a man and I have three children. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just disappear. 
I think, and that has happened to me more than once. And literally, it's only ever been because they became uncomfortable because they thought that you were gonna like hit on them. They thought I was gonna hit on them. Or I feel like that's such a stigma. Like I was looking at them in like a sexual. A sexu- I mean, I can one hundred and ten percent fully appreciate the beauty of a person's body. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be in a sexual way. But then why are they sexualizing it though? Because they feel uncomfortable because it's homophobia. But like at the same time though, like that's the shit that I don't get. Like I don't understand how when you're straight, it immediately goes to, well, I'm gonna be hit on. Mm-hmm. Am I gonna be hit on it? She's looking at me that way. Then you start analyzing yep. everything about that person. Me, fucking look at me. Yeah, I'm You're beautiful. Like, oh, the compliments. My body's great. Like <laughs> I love my body. Like I would love a gay but woman then, to hit on me. I would love that. But then they get offended, right. If you tell them that they are not your type. <gasps> so literally, lose, you're lose. not even like. You ain't got nothing or what you're I like, got honey, going on. You are 900 years old and your labia goes all the way down to your fucking cankles <gasps> oh and your bush God. is as big as the fucking Amazon rainforest. Gross, Absolutely not. <laughs> if that's how it's going to be, if if me being bisexual makes you uncomfortable enough. Don't see me. To where you don't want to be in a room alone with me because you think. I'm literally going to stick I'm my gonna, fingers. <laughs> I'm going to violate you. Like I'm not a rapist. Jesus. I can be gay with I'm like the most annoying person when it comes to consent. Like, do you consent to this? Do you consent to filming on my podcast? I mean, I ask my kid, I literally like tell my kids, I'm gonna change your diaper because I want them to know what I'm doing because I want my boys to understand how freaking important consent is, no matter what. I yell at my husband all the time because he just thinks he can stick it in. Well, not that, but like he will want a hug from one of the littles and he's like give me a hug and they say no and he forces them to do and i'm like no No. you're not gonna do that because they need to understand how important their right to their body autonomy is number one but don't disrespect them they're still people right you know and i'm annoying to the fact that like consent is so important because i didn't have that choice right many times in my life yeah you know and most women do get victimized at some point, you know, whether it's groping or rape or whatever. Which is disgusting. It is disgusting, but it happens. Yeah. But the thing is, is that I'm never going to rape someone and I'm at work. You're like, I literally, you're paying me to do this. Like, I'm not going to say. I could be at home. Right. I'm here doing this service for you. Right. The last thing on my mind is whether or not, A, you're naked B, you think I'm going to fuck you. Yeah, that's weird. You have to buy me dinner first. <laughs> At least. At least. At Coffee, least. something. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I'm working right now. Right. Like, right. And I think that's just like, it's really gross that, and, and I mean, if you're uncomfortable, that's fine. Yeah. You don't have to come back. I don't want you as a client if, you know, you're going to be homophobic like that. Yeah. And, and that's your own comfortability, whatever. Right. You go live your best life. Why would but... you care? Okay, so let me just like I don't give look a at fuck. the camera. <laughs> let me just look at the camera right here. <laughs> Why do people care about people's sexual preference when it comes to a service that they're getting done? I could give two shits less if my esthetician fucking whoever she wants to fuck, I don't care. 
that has nothing to do with me. So why is that, like, I'm looking at you guys. Why is that something that you feel uncomfortable with someone else's sexual preference? You're being vulnerable. You tell them out how your fucking husband beats you and how this, that, and shit and the other. And she can't be honest and say, I'm bisexual or I'm gay and I like women. It's a double standard. Um, basically, I want to sum up what we were just talking about, um, about it affecting, you know, the industry. And I think it's sad to the point where it affects your business. And I think that people should get over themselves. I would say, even if that's a boundary, like for someone, like, like it's so silly though. Yeah, I. Like, what a silly thing. Would you? I would could, you not see your doctor right. if you knew your doctor was gay? Right. Like, like it just doesn't make sense. You let a straight white man stick his hand up your vagina. Yeah. Uh, but married. That's married. That's married. That's, you know. Even if he does it for a living, it doesn't matter. Does it for a living, but you're okay with that. Yeah. Um, But you're not okay with me spray tanning you. But you're, like, not A woman. Like, you're naked, and I literally do this for a living, and I wax vaginas and buttholes. Yeah. Literally, brows and Brazilians were my top two categories in the last year. 100%. Like, I've been doing my taxes. And that was, like, my second category was Brazilian. I literally see vaginas and buttholes all day. Yeah. You think I care if I see your boobs? Right. Or you think I'm going to hit on you? I would never, number one. Yeah, no. I mean, I might be impressed with how nice your boobs are. I would never say anything. Oh, absolutely not. It's not like I'm in there taking pictures. No. I mean, I'm not... I'm not an animal. Right. Well, right. <laughs> and I think that's the God. that's a really big misunderstanding because I feel like a lot of straight women, they... They just think we're all nymphos or something. Yeah, they think yeah. that, like, we're going to, because we're gay, we're going to be like, oh, um, I'm going to put a camera up, so I'm going to do this or do that. For yeah. one, I'm absolutely not a, fucking I'm not, not. I'm not a, a pedophile. Pedophi- yeah, I'm not a pervert. I'm not a pervert. I want to say pedophile. I'm not a pervert. I'm not a pedophile either. Well, either. Right. But. And it's like, we're not going to sit here and take you in the back room and rape you. Like, that's just not like. That's, yeah. Like, I, it makes me wonder what goes through their head. Right. When it comes like, to that. I step out when you're getting changed. Yeah. I make sure that everything is covered. Right. So that you're comfortable, I let you. And I, you're still not comfortable. I with let me. I let people know what I'm doing when I'm doing it. Consent. You know, like when I do Brazilians, I give you a towel to cover up, and I say I'm gonna lift up the towel, you know, and get started. Right. So like, I don't ever want to make anyone uncomfortable. Like my number one goal is client safety, mm-hmm. client satisfaction, mm-hmm. and client comfortability those are my three main things i mean and in addition to doing you know the work that you're expecting yeah you know and that's really what it comes down to but i think it's like i myself like even if i wasn't bisexual um even if i was like going somewhere and getting a service done or something like that Mm -hmm. and they told me they were gay or in a polyamorous relationship number one i would never freaking judge them number two as long as you do the work and you do satisfactory i don't give a shit what you do outside of work i could care less as long as you're safe and other people are safe i don't care 
Yeah. I mean, maybe some maybe some people do care, and it does make them uncomfortable, but... But then they're not the right client for you. I don't want you then. Yeah. And that's fine. And And a lot of people, they need to understand, too, that as service providers, we do have... I don't want to say an ideal person, but, like, we do have ideal clients i would say oh yeah that's it could be anyone but i'm just saying like we do have ideal clients we like clients that one can have a conversation with us that you vibe well with that you vibe well with like um you don't feel like you're trying to pull information out of them while you're having a conversation you're like awkward silence yeah i think we're just we're just very we're very similar when it comes to like that aspect we're chill yeah because we're very like just open-minded and very chill yeah, and just, just don't, eh, whatever we you don't know care no yeah <laughs> we just like we care but we don't care right right like, so our clients could literally tell us anything and we'd just be like oh damn like i thought that my life was fucking crazy until i listened to my client story you know i've had people in my treatment room for the very first time and by the end of the appointment i knew all their like sexual kinks yeah and the size of their husband's penis yeah oh yeah do you think I want that to live in my head rent-free? No. No. But it does. But I mean, like, we are, at the end of the day, like, little mini therapists for them. Oh, if I could charge insur- insurance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because people know, do. They tell you everything. everything. But when you feel the need or you feel open enough where you can but communicate with them. You get punished. You get punished. Mm-hmm. And that's what's... that's We're not robots. No. we're At the end we're of people. the day, like... We just want you to be happy and we want. But not at our expense. No, not at our expense. But we want you to like have that satisfaction and like the service and be comfortable with us. And come back. And come back. And especially when we share a vulnerable aspect of ourselves, then then we, that's like you gaslighted us into opening up to you. And then when we do open up to you. Thinking that you're a safe person. To share stuff with. And then you end up not being a safe person. Yep. And that just makes us, you know, less likely to open up to other people because you're like, okay, do I not tell people this because then they don't come back? Yeah. And then I'm not being true to myself because this is a this is a part of who I am. Yeah, it's not an information I need to share with everybody. No, but it is a part of who you are. But as it a is person. a part of who I am. And going back to what we were talking about in the beginning of the episode. Like, the people that shun who they are for other people's, um, what's it called? Comfortability. Comfortability. Yeah. 100%. It's like, you have to do that. I have to do it, too. I love everyone. I as, do- as long as you're a good person. And you give consent. <laughs> and you give consent. I don't give a fuck if you're yeah. brown, purple, green. Yeah. I mean, I'd be friends with aliens. I don't care. Fuck yeah. Like We probably are friends with aliens. <laughs> At this point, Without we don't a know. Doubt. I'm pretty sure my dogs are aliens. I mean, but <laughs> possibly. I mean, that's the thing. At the end of the day, like, we are all human. Like. Most of us. Most of us. <laughs> most of us. We're all souls. We all have a yeah, soul. Exactly. Some of us. No, I'm just kidding. Yep. Some people don't. Some people are just dead inside. Literally. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, like, we all have souls and we all just want to be understood and we all, you know, whatever. And we're all going to have different opinions. We're all going to, you know, have that. But at the end of the day, I feel like it's most important to just respect each other. Be nice. Be nice. Because my thing is, is this is what I tell everyone. You never know what someone is going through. You right. never know. Exactly. Some of my clients that have came to me and told me some of these stories that they're like things that they're going through. And it's like, 
I, you never, never know what someone is going through. They could be going through an identity crisis. They could Mm -hmm. be going through a midlife crisis. They could be going through a divorce, a divorce. They could be going through an abusive relationship. They could be, they could be, yeah, Yeah. miscarriage. Like there's, as a service provider, we take on so many emotions from other people. And for us, we never have an a time to trauma dump our own shit on people unless it's another service provider Mm -hmm. like you and I, you know, and And we're we're able to trauma always the last ones to get massages, facials, get our brows, waxes, like girl, my brows are all mess. Uh, I didn't even get a chance to wax my brows. I laminated them. Didn't even get a chance to wax them. Exactly. But so that's the biggest thing. We don't have that though. Yeah. We don't get a chance to like to trauma dump with people and be vulnerable with people except with our clients sometimes and then when you get rejected yeah, because of that, like... We get judged. Yeah. And you're just so full of not only your own shit, but everybody else's shit that they trauma dump on you. Yeah. And then you have to take that home with you. Mm-hmm. And not... And you can't say anything to anybody. I was about to say, you can't say anything to anyone because of... Client fucking, confidentiality. Yeah. Which, I mean, technically... You can say, hey... Isn't, this, this, isn't like a thing, but it is a thing because... Yeah. That is a safe space. Yeah. And what you say stays in that room. Yeah. Unless, you know, you're thinking of hurting someone or someone's hurting you. Oh, yeah. Um, then I'm going to say something. Yeah. But my because thing Because we are required. Yeah. You know, as service yeah. providers. I mean, I remember that being something they taught us in beauty school was, yeah. you know, you are a safe person. And if you are, if someone tells you that they're being hurt mm-hmm. or being trafficked or whatever, you're required to report it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, if if it were us, though, like, we wouldn't be able to say stuff to our clients and have them be like, you know, I have to go report this because you're being hurt. Yeah. Like, they'd just be like, oh, I don't want to fuck with her. Like, she's a hot mess. She yeah. can't handle her shit. And then you just, then they. And then you're still in the same position with one last client. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so the biggest thing is, is that. I feel like from both sides, being a part of the LGBTQ community and also being a service provider, there are challenging, you know, aspects of our job. And I feel like a lot of people need to understand that everyone is living their own lives. We're literally just trying to make it every single day. Right. Like we, at the end of the day, like we love what we do Mm -hmm. and we're just doing what we love and when you feel us being vulnerable with you and conversing with you about something, don't take it personally. Yeah. Like don't like, I feel like a lot of people take that stuff personally and we just don't have that safe space to open up to people about it. So our our treatment room is our safe space because it's like, it's our supposed to be our peace. Yeah. You know, and in a, in I mean, a normal, we're paying for it. So yeah. in a normal conversation, you share stuff, I share stuff. Yeah. Like that's how it works. But it's not just you tell me all your shit, and then and then I'm not able to tell you from my perspective. And then I can't say anything because yeah, yeah. we just want to be understood and heard, also, and just respected, just respected. And I think, especially with the LGBTQ community. You want to be respected even more just because it is more common now. And I feel like a lot of people are more open to that side. Right. Um, Just, I think if people can, if anything, just take away from this podcast is just, you know, 
even if you don't fully understand why someone is or what someone is, Mm -hmm. just be tolerant, you know? Or even if you see someone being treated poorly because of, you know, say it's someone that was obvious, is obviously like a male person and they're dressed up in a dress and some flats and someone's giving them a shit-ass look. Yeah. Strike up a conversation with them. Compliment them. Oh, my gosh. One act of kindness. Yeah. Goes such a long way by everybody that experiences it. Yeah. Just Just be nice. nice. Just be nice. If you take anything from this, fucking be Be nice. Be nice. And if you have nothing nice to say, don't say say nothing at all. Yep. Don't say anything at all. It's not hard. (laughs) It's really, you literally don't have to do anything. Just be nice. Yeah. I mean, some people have resting bitch faces. That part. (laughs) I mean, that's how you don't get wrinkles, but. (laughs) (laughs) But. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. I think our conversation was fabulous. I think that a lot of people can kind of take quite a bit from this, from this episode. And I'm sure we'll definitely do some more. I'm Um, here for that. I want to talk about like later on in the episodes, I want to talk about, um, the whole, like, well, motherhood and the whole, like, like even conspiracy theories. Cause you know, a lot of them. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I don't know that you know oh yeah um so i think that that'd be fun to bring her on and kind of chat about that too so thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me yeah um and if you have me literally i will see you in a couple days okay (laughs) 